0: Welcome back to the program. This is Tom Curran. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord our God, I thank you, and I praise you for all of the ways that you guide and direct us along the path that you have for us, and that, Lord, you, you make crooked ways straight. Uh, you shepherd us in accord with your almighty and provident hand so that we would come to know that you are a good and loving God who take care of us, who watch over us, and who bring us home to you in your time and in your way. Lord, I ask that you would welcome into your safekeeping the soul of Kurt Benke, a longtime bookkeeper for Sacred Heart Radio, who went home to God um, just yesterday. And uh, so we pray for the repose of his soul. And we thank you, Lord, for his faith and for his service to the Sacred Heart radio community. Lord, bless his family. Give them comfort. Give them a sense of uh, the truth that you are caring for us all and that you care for Kurt. And I pray as well for all of you who have loved ones that are near to death, and especially those who are near to death but far from God, that they would have an intervention from heaven, a supernatural divine appointment, where, Lord, you break in and break open a life in time to awaken faith, to recover faith, to renew faith in you. Thank you, Lord, for your saving purposes. We make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, a big shout out to a young lady that has a, a unique name, a name that I've never heard before. And I'm going to make a fair bet that, you know, in 57 years, I've never met someone with this name. And I probably will go the rest of my life without meeting someone else who has this name. The name is Abilene uh, Rose. Abilene Rose. What a what a sweet, beautiful name. I, I didn't know it. i have never heard the name Abilene before. And uh, she let me know that this is uh, it's the feminine form uh, of Abel, like Abel, right? So Cain and Abel, the, the the son of uh, of Adam and Eve. So Abeline Rose. and I wasn't supposed to meet her yesterday. I wasn't intending to meet her yesterday, and yet the Lord brought it about. Well, the Lord made good use of it. So I hope Abeline Rose, you're listening. Here's the story. So my son John Mark and I were doing some work together um, out in uh, a town next to Spokane, Uh, and we were were doing some work on a on a building and some computer work. And when it was all done, uh, it was late, and he had wanted to go to get some uh, some food. He was really hungry, and it was um, five minutes to ten. Well, he really wanted to go eat at this fast food place that closed at 10. And we had run a little bit longer than expected, and we got in line, and unfortunately, we pulled into the left turn lane just late enough that the left turn light did not go on. And so the the clock is ticking. It's, it's seven minutes of 10, and now it's five minutes of 10, and we're waiting for the light to change. And I'm like, I, I, I'm... I'm kind of like, come on, come on, come on. We gotta, okay. Light changes. I take the left, and I take a wrong right-hand turn. I miss. I one too quickly, and I end up going into a gas station. So I have to circle around, go back out, make the the correct turn, get into the drive lane. It's two minutes to ten. I'm sorry, but we're closed. They closed down their drive-through. Well, at least two minutes early. <laughs> and it was a real disappointment. Uh, My son had worked hard with me for, for a few hours and was really looking forward to this particular fast food. Well, there was a place available across the street, and, well, let's go there. Let's just go there. And it was McDonald's, and not my favorite place to go. But, okay, let's go in line, and there are just a lot of cars you know, waiting for their turn. And it's two lines to go in. And it's taking a long time. And I was going to back out. and like, John, Mark, this is just taking too long. He says, no, Dad, it's going to go fast. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be patient. Just going to be patient and wait. Just surrender. It's going to be okay. And so finally we get up. We uh, give our order. When there's two of these lines where you make orders, and I'm going to make sure that guy in the other line doesn't cut ahead of me, so we go proper weaving of that line, this line, that line, this line, and we get to the first window where we're going to pay and it's, it's slow going. So we we're basically parked there with all these cars piled up in front of us waiting for the picking up of their food. And so I hand my card, credit card to the young lady. It's, uh, at the window and, um, and just we're just sitting there. And so I, I noticed her hair. Her hair was uh, colored distinctly. It was a kind of a bright color. And um, I just made note of it. I said, oh, your, your hair looks really nice. And, and then I thought to myself, it's so distinctive that this is probably a pretty common thing. So I said to her, uh, how many times a day do, does someone say that to you? Five? Twenty-five? And she just says, I just lose count. And I said, okay, we've got to up our game we've got to up our game. We've got to come up with something else, a different question. So I said to John Mark, John Mark, what do you, what do you got? You got to bring something to the table here. So John Mark looks and says, I like your medal. I like your medal. So around her neck, she had a, a, um, a necklace with a medal on it that was outside her uniform, her, you know, her Mac, um, McDonald's uniform. And um, oh, and she said, oh, thank you. And she held her medal, um, kind of just lifted it off her um, her uniform and uh, off her shirt, and I noticed that I'm like, wait a minute, that's a holy medal. And I said, so "What medal is that?" I said, is that a holy medal? And she says, "Yeah, it's a Saint Benedict medal." And I'm like, "Oh boy, here we go." So I said, "Are you Catholic?" And you know who else has a who else has a Benedict medal? And you know you don't stumble into Benedict medals. <laughs> And we're going to talk about why in in just a minute. So I said, uh, "Is that a Benedict Medal? Are you Catholic?" She said, "Yeah, I've had this medal for years. I, I grew up with this medal, and I've always worn it." And um, and she said, "Yeah, I grew up a traditional Catholic." And I'm like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Is th- traditional Catholic?" And uh, we chatted about that a little bit, and I said, "Saint Saint Joan of Arc, Saint Joan." She said, "Yeah." How did you know? I said we go to St. Joan. and she's like, "No, are you kidding me?" And so had a little conversation and asked her about her Catholic faith. And I said, "You know, are you practicing your faith?" And she said, "Well, kind of sorta." And I said, "Hey, I want you to tune into the radio. I want you to tune in today. So we're going to talk." So that's when I found out her name, uh, uh, Adeline, uh, Abeline, Abeline Rose not Adeline, Abilene Rose, uh, and that's when she told me it was short for, uh, it was the feminine form of Abel uh, and Abilene Rose. Um, and, and here's what I want to say, Abilene Rose, we weren't supposed to meet you. We weren't supposed to be in that line. We weren't supposed to uh, even be at that restaurant. And we would not have had the opportunity to have had the conversation that we did with you, as long as it was, it was only because there was some kind of holdup in front of us in in a much more out-of-the-ordinary like length of time waiting for these cars to clear out. And we just happened to be the ones who were there, happened to have that conversation, happened to have my son ask you that question. This was not a bunch of just happen-tos. This was a divine appointment divine appointment is when God sets up a contact, a connection, a meeting, because he is up to something. And so, uh, Abilene Rose, I'm here to say to you that God is in pursuit of you because he loves you. And the theme of today's program, Before I Met You, the theme of today's program, Before I Met You, before I had said to you, tune in tomorrow, listen in on Spokane Station, AM 970, was coming to experience the love of God. The love of God that is around us, that is with us, and that is within us. And how so many of us can be held back from a true and deep and life-giving encounter with the love of the living God because we need healing, because of the wounds that we carry from the life that we've lived. And, and sometimes these wounds have come from the ways in which uh, people spoke to us, things that they said, because of the ways we were treated, the things that they did. And, and maybe they had good intentions Maybe they didn't realize the negative impact of certain harsh ways of relating. They thought they were doing something good and maybe there was some good in the midst of what they were doing, but there was also harm. There was also a burden that was laid, some shame that was stirred, some binding up of a freshness, a fresh outlook of life. And, and the Lord is a, a divine physician. Jesus is a divine physician who longs to come close and unbind and set free. Jesus is a divine physician who wants to unbind and set free. I was about uh let's see so we interacted with uh Abilene Rose around ten and literally just ten or fifteen minutes before then uh I was on the phone with my daughter uh Anne Marie in Boston um she was having a hard time falling asleep because she had um i'm trying to remember the name of it it's um it's kind of like restless legs, something like that um it's, it's when, you've probably had this before. I know I've had it um, occasionally where you just have this antsy quality about you and you try to settle down, but you just can't get there. And she had this sort of antsy restlessness in her legs and, and, and she just couldn't get to sleep and, and didn't know what to do. So, you know, trying to distract herself and, and all of that. So she called me and um, I prayed with her. I prayed with her right there uh, on the phone. And I just said, I want you, Anne-Marie, to ask Jesus as well, even though I'm praying for you, I want you to pray as well that you would allow the divine physician Jesus, you'd ask the divine physician Jesus to come close to you and to heal that restlessness in your legs that his presence, the very presence of Christ, can be palpably experienced. You can have a sense of knowing the presence of Christ, the divine physician coming near to you. And you uh, you might relate to this, Abilene Rose. Um, my daughter, I had sent her, I had sent Anne-Marie, some of what we affectionately call around here the super holy water. <laughs> it's the epiphany holy water that's blessed on January 6th. That's one of the uh, traditions in our Catholic faith, and it's carried on in the traditional Latin Mass communities. Well, it is in St. Joan of Arc, I should say. And, uh, and so we have a, a nice supply of super holy water and... Uh, I asked Anne-Marie, get that super holy water, bless yourself, bless your legs, and and pray that the blessing of this holy water would be uh, a means of, of communicating to you in a tangible way that the divine physician is making a house call. The divine physician is making a house call because he loves you that much. And so... Uh, we were praying with Anne-Marie, and and I think that was actually one of the reasons why I was a little bit late, getting everything done and out the door and getting to the restaurant that we had planned to go to. But the Lord had other plans in mind, plans involving me praying for my daughter and plans for me to meet and interact with Abilene Rose. Uh, And so, lo and behold, there was that meeting. So Abilene Rose, the do not do not doubt that that meeting was a, a divine appointment that the Lord, he sees and knows exactly what you're going through. And any restlessness that is there, he's a divine physician and he wants to heal you. When we come back, I'm going to continue to talk about this, especially about her holy metal. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that Welcome back to Sound Insight. This is Tom Karn. It's great to be with you today. And I'm beginning the program with a sharing from an encounter I had last night. Um, I'm actually recording this uh, last night after the encounter um, with this sweet young lady that we met in the McDonald's drive through because our car happened to be in a very slow line that night. Um, And so we got paused in front of the payment window and had a chance to meet this sweet young lady that um, grew up going to St. Joan of Arc Catholic Church, but has had less of a connection with her Catholic faith and the practice of it. And uh, I asked her to listen to the program today. I asked her to listen uh, just as a way of saying, hey, you know what? What I had intended to talk about just might have been... Uh, a message that the Lord wanted you to hear. And so that's what I began with by just sharing a little bit about the theme of today's program is, in fact, about the healing love of the Lord and how sometimes the love of the Lord not only brings healing, but the Lord longs to bring healing to our lives so that we can encounter His love more fully. He wants for your life and mine a sense of refreshment, he wants, for your life and mine, a, um, a renewing of the, the way of seeing our lives in accord with the, the special, precious, unique gift that each of you is. As unique as, uh, as Ro- Abilene Rose's name is, I might have said Adeline there, but Abilene Rose's name, so unique, precious one of a kind, each of you has that quality of being unique and precious and one of a kind. And the Lord wants you to know that, not just as a, as a piece of data, a piece of information that you've memorized in your head, but know as a truth that is vital, vibrant, um, deeply experienced. He has that as an intention for you. And so I want you, my hope and prayer for you, Abilene Rose, is that you would, in your own way, just turn to the Lord, open your heart, if that, doesn't, if that sounds foreign to you, you just, in your own way, just speak to God. Father in heaven, please open me to receive the love that your Son came to reveal, that your Holy Spirit is, your Holy Spirit is love, and I want to know that love in a new way, I need to know that love in ways that I can't even understand. But please, if your love can set me free from the restlessness, from the stirrings that hold me back, that trouble me, that I don't see a way out or know that there's a way forward, please may your love wash away, wash away those troubles and restore a sense of peace to me, a sense of peace. And this is where, Abilene Rose, you become a herald to all of us. Yes, that's right. Not only um, did my son John Mark and I, um, somehow by the mystery of how God uses uh, things like writing with crooked lines, we end up in your line. We weren't supposed to be there, and, we, and there we were. And, uh, but in this interaction, you also held up a medal. A Saint Benedict medal, and the Saint Benedict medal. I, the and here's the cool thing, I said, oh, you have your Saint Benedict medal. You're wearing it. And I said, oh, I'm going to flex now, and I took out of my pocket my Benedict medal. So that I have a Saint Benedict medal that I carry with me. And uh, I'm sure uh, Abilene Rose knows this, but the Saint Benedict medal, it is very meaningful in in has a powerful connection to um, walking the, the life of faith in the light of the battle over our souls and a sign of the protection that heaven has as the, the realm of the demonic comes against our lives. And so the St. Benedict medal, it as you know, it uh, well, if you haven't seen it, on the one side there's a cross, with, there's some letters on it running uh, on the vertical and horizontal sides. And on the other side is um, St. Benedict holding um, a cross and uh, a book. We'll talk about And there are a couple of birds there, too. So we'll talk about this, this holy medal and see the message that the St. Benedict medal has for our lives. So the first is peace. P-A-X is the word that is on the top of one side of the metal, uh, the side with the cross, pox, peace, which is a, a key theme in the Benedictine order. When, when your life is in good order, you know peace. Peace can be over the door of your life. It can be the, that, that sign of how you can enter into your day. The Lord wants peace for you. There's peace is that tranquility of things being in order the serenity when things are in order. And the Lord wants that for you, brothers and sisters. He wants that for you, Abilene Rose. He wants that for me, for my son, John Mark. He wants that for my daughter, Anne-Marie. He wants that for each of you, dear, sweet brothers and sisters in Christ. The tranquility that comes when things are in order. And to realize that we are in a battle, that there are things that attempt to undermine, overthrow, and cloud the reality of the serenity, the peace that the Lord has for you, and so we have to do battle. And so, the across the beam there are words, and so um, uh, on the uh, on the beam that is running top to bottom, the letters are CSSML, which stands for Crux Sacra Sit Mihi Lux, and then across the horizontal beam, Non Draco Sit Mihi Dux, which means, may the Holy Cross be my light, let not the devil be my guide. And there's the battle, the battle over our souls, over my soul, over John Mark's soul, over... Abilene Rose's soul over Anne-Marie's soul over your souls, each of us. There's a battle, And, and Jesus wants us to know that there is a source of light, and that light comes from his life, and his life is the life that went through the cross to the resurrection. And it's through that holy cross that Christ redeems the world and brings his light to our lives. And so, there will be a deceptive voice, a voice of a liar that will attempt to guide us on dark paths, and that's the devil. That's the realm of the demonic. And so um, there are other letters that, um, that are on, this, uh, on the outer edge of this side of the St. Benedict Medal, um, and the letters are V-R-S-N-S-M-V. And SMQLIVB. <laughs> you don't don't try to remember it, but you can look it up on the internet. Um, and around the edge, it uh, it says it, there's the Latin words, but what it means is, "Begone, Satan! Never suggest vain things to me. And what you offer me is evil. Drink your own poison." So in latin it's vade retro satana numquam swade mihi vana sunt mala quae libas ipse venena bibas so begone satan never suggest vain things to me what you offer me is evil drink your own poison and so there is a a definite dimension of spiritual warfare that is part of our lives of faith and, and today we we should probably we have a heightened awareness of that And we want to draw upon the beautiful customs, the traditions of the Church that connect us to not just the insight that there is a spiritual warfare, but we draw upon the the weapons that heaven has given. And so the beautiful intercession of the saints and the honoring of those saints who engaged in that spiritual warfare in very distinct ways, like St. Benedict, And then the way in which this holy medal has come down to our time with some beautiful testimonies of exorcists, uh, those who are on the front lines of battling against the demonic and how this St. Benedict medal is particularly efficacious in uh, providing protection as a sacramental, not a sacrament, but a sacramental as a devout source of blessing for those who um, draw upon their faith expectancy through the use of blessed objects like a holy medal, and in particular this medal of St. Benedict. And so uh, on, the back of the, uh, on the back of the medal, on the other side of the medal, is Benedict. And I mentioned that he's holding a cross, and he's holding uh, his rule of life, right? The Benedictine rule of life. And I love this because you want to know how order will be restored in your life. When are things going to be in good order? Well, when we're following a kind of rule of life. We're not all going to join a religious community, but we can have a rule of life, a certain disciplined way of living life that will help us stay on the path. So the holy rule is like guardrails, not meant to be prison bars. And I think that's sometimes, and um, Abilene Rose, I don't know if this is your situation, but sometimes um, a holy rule of life can feel a lot less like guardrails and can feel a lot more like prison bars, where we feel bound up rather than guided to stay on the path. And so sometimes there are wounds associated or burdens associated with a heavy-handed way of imposing um, standards and uh, rules, house rules, that can make it difficult to find life in what is identified as the source of those rules. So all of a sudden, faith can become something that is a heavy burden rather than uh, the, the safety Net that guardrails provide for those that are driving down the road. And, you know, uh, it, great saints and popes and uh, spiritual writers will um, often bring that up, right? This is not, I'm not making this up. Um, I love the way that Pope Benedict um, taught about this, both prior to becoming pope and as pope, when he emphasized the reality that the commandments, and um, the the rules, the, the laws of the church, that these things can be seen as just heavy burdens if we lack the encounter with the living God. If we don't have that sense of been personally sought out and addressed, beckoned into a loving relationship where we come to know that we're known, We come to experience that we're loved. Not having that can lead us into a situation where we're only left with the burdens of the commandments, the rules. And they just weigh heavy on us. So says Pope Benedict. And so they can eventually lead us to that place where we're set free through living the rules through living that life in good order. Um, but that will that will come through the encounter, the encounter with Jesus Christ, who is seeking us out, knocking on the doors of our hearts and saying, open to me. Let me come in and commune with you. Let me come in and have supper with you. Revelation chapter 3, 20 and 21. Right, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And it's encounters like the one we had with you, Abilene Rose, last night that is, it can be one of those beautiful, gentle signs that Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart and he's saying, let me come in. Let me come in. I long to have that breaking of bread, a companion to break bread, to have bread with. I, I want to share my life with you. Right? That, that, that kind of love of God is what, is what the Lord intends. It's what he wants for all of us, brothers and sisters. And so um, and so on this St. Benedict medal, not only do we have uh, Saint Benedict standing there holding the cross in one hand, which is that path to life and the holy rule which will keep us on the path, providing us the the guardrails, but you also have on the right, you have a po- uh, a cup, that is poisoned with a snake inside. And uh, on the left side is a pet raven carrying away a loaf of poisoned bread. You might remember this was what (laughs) poor Benedict was invited into a community to help bring renewal to this community of monks. And they didn't like uh, how rigorous his way of leadership was so you might as well try to put an end to him. <laughs> there are some holy brothers there. Uh, and so, uh, but the Lord provided and protected him. Uh, the, the Lord protected him. Uh, he made the sign of the cross over the cup, which broke. And uh, again, a pet raven carried away the, the poison bread. So the Lord protected uh, Benedict from spiritual attacks, even from within Uh, his community. And so the Lord uh, is is showing us a beautiful way of protection through this holy medal of St. Benedict. And I encourage you, get a a holy medal of St. Benedict and wear it. Give it to your kids to carry on their person. Back in a minute with more Sun Insight. Welcome back to Sound Insight. It's great to be with you today. And if you've been walking with me, I, I've been bringing you into this uh, divine appointment, this little conversation with this sweet young woman, uh, Abilene Rose. And But Abilene Rose also is a way of speaking to you for you, right? This idea of a divine appointment this reality that God chooses special moments to break in and to bring about that encounter. I want to encourage you to say a prayer, brothers and sisters, for the young people, the high school students that will be gathering um, at, I believe it's on the grounds of Gonzaga University, uh, for Steubenville Northwest. Um, This is a um, powerful conference that has been used to um, foster or to um, dispose high schoolers for that encounter. You know, you um, stop and say, gosh, I really long to have that encounter for myself, but boy, I I really desire for my kids to have that encounter, right? That encounter with with the living God, with Jesus in a personal way. But it's so hard to... Um, create those conditions in the home, especially when the kids are old enough to have that sense of um, a, a personal sense of self and they're seeking for their own um, sense of belonging um, in the faith, in the church. and mom and dad aren't necessarily the ones who are um, easily sought out as the the confidants in that journey, but Uh, Kids want to make their own way. Um, Steubenville Northwest was powerfully used in the life of my daughter, Mary Grace. Um, She uh, had, you know, she'd done it all (laughs) growing up in our home, all kinds of different retreats and conferences and events and uh, activities as a family, uh, things, the schools that we're sending her to, all the special talks that she was at, all this other stuff. But it was at Steubenville, Northwest, and it was in the context of adoration. It's one of the big highlights of the of the weekend is on Saturday evening they have you know some form of praise and worship and and a talk, but it's all geared towards welcoming in Christ in adoration and in that context where you have expectant faith, you have the the building up of the, um, of the expectant faith and the removal of blockages and the stirring of faith that, that's going on during the weekend, that by Saturday night, there's this sense of readiness. There's a disposed receptivity on the part of the young people for an encounter and testimonies and stories of encounters with Christ um, in the Eucharist, Christ seeking them out And that was a powerful happening for my daughter, Mary Grace, and for my daughter, Mary Catherine, um, at Steubenville Northwest. And so um, I got two boys. Both of my boys are going this year. And I'm excited for them. But I'm also excited for so many other young people today whose, maybe, maybe whose um, entire experience of Catholic faith has been at um, Catholic churches that um, are celebrating a Mass that is, frankly, just very casual. Maybe there's occasionally music that can um, be meaningful for them in terms of the style of music, but a sense of a holy encounter with the living Lord Jesus Christ like, is going to be presented to them. That's going to be new and that for me is it's more than exciting like what's the right word it's awesome like this is an awesome thing so please say a prayer say a prayer for all of the the Steubenville Northwest team that's coming in pray for uh all of the the team uh, of folks that are administrating and organizing and volunteering and uh that are providing prayer support and all kinds of other volunteer, you know, logistical support, pray for those that are giving the talks, providing the the, the music, uh, all of that. And then pray for the young people that are going, that the Lord's hand of mercy and protection and blessing will be upon it. And and don't doubt that that's an important uh, that that's an important ministry right there. There's a mission involved in being an intercessor. There are blessings. Okay, I'm going to say something that's dramatic now, so hear it. There are blessings involved that the Lord—I'm sorry, let's say it this way. There are blessings and graces that the God of heaven intends to pour down upon certain moments, certain people— And in certain happenings, the, the Lord is there, ready, but that he has associated the pouring out of those gifts and graces to the cooperative activity of his body, the church. That's the terrifying privilege and holy stewardship that is ours. That terrifying privilege and holy stewardship of intercession where the Lord is saying, I've got the blessings ready to pour out, and I'm going to use your prayers. I'm inviting you to join in, and being a participant, a cooperator, and having that happen through your prayers. So here's the dramatic way of saying it. You've been hearing about, you know, this encounter I had last night with Abilene Rose, uh, there'll be encounters like that for the Abilene Roses that are at this Steubenville Northwest. And those encounters may happen in, in a powerful way because of your prayers, because you're praying for these young people. You're praying for them. You can be like St. Benedict. You can be hearing that message, providing a hedge of defense from any kind of spiritual attacks, and and there will be crosses and difficulties. There will be trials and tribulations for a number of folks that are making their way to this conference. There just is. It's just the way things happen. And uh, and to know that, to realize that, and and then to say, you know what, we want to provide graces, traveling mercies, for all of these people, through our prayers, that um, that you just have no idea. You have no idea. Here's a, a neat story about traveling mercies and about the power of intercession as a cooperative way that the Lord is using to bring about um, healing, to bring about divine activity, supernatural intervention. So I was part of a team of people that would travel several sites around the country and um, and in the Caribbean to teach Catholics how to evangelize and to raise up other leaders who would then teach Catholics how to evangelize. And one of the team members was a Capuchin Franciscan named Father Art Cooney. And Father Art, uh, uh, an immensely joyful Franciscan, and a holy man of God who's had a really powerful ministry of prayer and teaching, but especially praying with people. Well, he shared a story about a time when he was uh, in Central America um, doing some ministry work, and it happened that he was on a ride um, on a horse um, uh, accompanying some other folks uh, on their way to some ministry activity. And it happened that um, while riding on this horse, it uh, it was um, it was like uh, late in the evening, and um, he uh, he fell. Uh, the horse like somehow lost its footing, and and fell to the side. And uh, Father Art found himself in a in a dangerous setting where the horse had um, had fallen down. On its side, and his leg was lodged under the horse, and this was incredibly like this. All happens really fast. I'm describing it more slowly, but this was like a, a scary emergency situation for the the guide that was with them because here's this large horse, and if this horse like spun a certain way, Father Cooney's life, uh, you know, could be at risk. So this was not a light situation. Well, um, what happened was, um, it, with a complete sense of like utter amazement, the horse uh, like reversed its, uh, it, it, the direction of its fall after it had fallen. It reversed the direction of the fall and came back up, and Father Art found himself right back up on, on the horse. <laughs> and the the guy was like uh, dumbfounded like what, what did I just see I have never seen that happen before in my whole life the way that the horse first of all fell and then didn't move and then righted itself back up again and Father Art was still on the horse and he's just like are you okay and he says well yeah my leg hurts but I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, when he got back to his um, hotel room, um, he received a call. And uh, this call was from um, a woman that he knew from his ministry back in the U.S. And uh, the woman said that, she said, and when he answered the phone, are you okay? And, And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. She says, oh, thanks be to God. And he says, why did you say that? She said, well, I was sleeping and I got woken up and my right leg was in tremendous pain. And for no reason, but my leg was in tremendous pain and I had this distinct impression to pray for you, to pray for you, and that your life was in danger. And so I started interceding, interceding, and praying for you, praying for you, praying for you, that you'd be safe, that you'd be protected, that you'd be okay. And I prayed until the pain in the leg went away. And Father Art was, as you can imagine, you talk about dumbfounded. (laughs) He was completely blown away. And he said, which leg was the right leg? Well, that was the leg that the horse had fallen on. And he said, what time was it? And it was at the same time as when it had happened. And so, you see how big God is? Do we have any idea how big God is? That the Lord gives us these signs of saying, not only am I accompanying you, not only am I going to um, shepherd you on the path and take care of you, but part of how I'm going to take care of you is through the body of Christ, through those members of the body that are going to be my messengers, those messengers that I send to speak my message, to get your attention, and then through the inspirations that I provide, get you to take action to cooperate with the work that I'm doing in the world. And so talk about a powerful confirmation of the importance of intercessory prayer. So you heard that story now. So again, when someone comes to mind, gets impressed upon your heart, I need to pray for that person. Start praying for that person. Even make a commitment to pray for that person regularly. You just never know where God's going to take it. All right, we're up against a break. When we come back, more Sound Insight. welcome back to sound insight this is tom and it's great to be with you today uh, today i'm sharing a bit about divine appointments how the lord sets up meetings that we don't always think about as things that we were ready for things that were important in our minds no but the lord he's about many things and he does his work and sometimes we get carried along sometimes we get carried along so Today I'm sharing with you about um, uh, not just my encounter last night, but following sort of following the the spirit's lead, following the the guidance of saying, "Well, Lord, what do you want to do with this? Who are you placing on my heart?" And it's it's so funny I mention it like that because um, on my way out with John Mark to this building that we were uh, going to, um. I saw a guy in the car next to us and he was, um, it looked like he was, um, he was, um, using some kind of like bong or some kind of like small bong to smoke marijuana. Um, I, I presume that's what it was, um, in, in his car, he was in the passenger seat. I presume it was his wife in the driver's seat and I presume it was his two little kids in the back seat. And at first, I just, just was, again, struck by the, what I saw. And then I felt tremendous sadness. I felt, first of all, uh, anger, right? Anger, uh, this indignation that, you know, are you kidding me? You're kidding me, right? You're doing this with these two little kids in the back seat? What are you, crazy? And then I felt a tremendous sense of sadness, saying, I have no idea what this guy's story is. I have no idea the challenges and the the difficulties that he's faced in life that have brought him to this place where this is considered an acceptable thing, a good thing that he's doing this. And, And then I was left with, I'm gonna pray for him. I'm gonna pray for that guy. He's getting on my list. He's getting on my list of those people that I will start praying for every day. Uh, and that just happened literally, you know, last night on my way out to the building. And then it was on my way back from the build, building that we had that encounter with uh, Adeline Rose, Abeline Rose, I keep saying Adeline, Abeline Rose. Um, I'm thinking, you know what? She's supposed to be on my list too. Or maybe she's supposed to be on one of or more of your lists to pray for that young lady. There's a mysterious reason why God connects us to other people, and we just don't know why there's a reason why I'm talking about her tonight that goes beyond what I would know or can think about or figure out on my own and um and and I don't know what that is, and I don't have to know I just don't have to know um but God knows you know god uh carrie, carrie loves this she loves to say to me my wife she loves to say that God's doing, you know, 10,000 things with every one thing. When we think about something happening, we can tend to think of like, oh, here's the one obvious thing that was happening here. What a surprise. Look what God was doing. And Carrie's like, you think that that's the whole picture? You've No idea how many things God is doing in that situation right now. Hundreds, thousands of things that, that God is weaving together in any one moment. And that's the mystery of what we are caught up in. And, and to just be grateful for that. Just be grateful for the fact that we can be living lives that are useful to Him. Uh, did you hear that? What a great privilege. The privilege of being able to live a life where what you're doing with your life is fruitfully used in God's plan for this moment in history, how much better is that than an award? Any award, you know, the the uh, Oscar, the Grammy, the some kind of trophy for being on some sports team, or achieving some world record, or achieving a title in a in a in a business. Um, or a certain degree of wealth, right? Winning the billion-dollar, what is it, money? Mega Millions or Powerball? I, I'm not sure which one, but uh, I was driving down the highway and I saw a sign that has like this like active numbers and for Powerball and Mega Millions, and, and the number was one. <laughs> I thought, wow, there's only like one million dollars And and as I got closer, it said billion. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, better than that. Better than winning a billion dollars, which is only like 350 million after taxes. So why bother, right? (laughs) Um, But um, better than that is how about taking an action that that echoes into eternity, that has an impact on forever that is used by the Lord to break into someone's life, to bring them out of darkness into light, to bring them from slavery to freedom, to bring them back to peace, to help them discover divine protection against demonic attacks, to help them come to be healed through an encounter with God's love, to help them to uh, experience a grace, uh, a grace that protects them or sets them free, all because you said yes to the Lord. Now, What an awesome life to live. Now, that life could require a courageous sacrifice, a willingness to take risks, a willingness to pour yourself out, a willingness to not always get to see the results of the way that you're pouring yourself out. But heaven sees. You don't have to see. You don't have to know. God, God, God will make it all clear in the end. And that just puts a smile on my face. That's how we want to live. That's how I want to live. I hope you do too. All right. Tomorrow, Carrie is with me on Sound Insight. I am super excited to have her on. I hope you'll join me until then. God bless you. Please pray for me. I do pray for you. Join me tomorrow for more Sound Insight.